Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here with Charles Commons to look ahead to the weekend home game with Walsall at Sixfields. How are you, Charles? I'm I'm a happy chappy. A happy today. chappy? Danny, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit tired. Uh, yeah. I was up quite late last night. Yeah. So I, you know, it, it took a bit of shoving to get that window shut. It did. It was a bit stuck, frozen. It was. It, just, uh, it, it was frozen. No. <laughs> For hours. <laughs> yeah. We're recording this on Wednesday night, obviously. 24 hours after our refreshing of our Twitter feeds. <laughs> well, you were refreshing the Stoke Twitter feed. Oh, I was from refreshing I all over the place, trying to <laughs> figure out what on earth was going on. <laughs> um, but uh, today we're going to be joined by Tom Lyons from the Walsall Podcast One Pod Beyond. But let's talk about deadline day first, Charles. It's a mm. transfer window that went right to the wire. So we were refreshing those new feed, news feeds right up to 11 o'clock. Earlier in the day, we had a nice little signing of Teti Yengi on loan from Ipswich. Um, it's great, name man. that's not been banded about at all until I think the morning of deadline day, but he turned up on loan. And then for what feels like the first time since Emil Sinclair and Alan Connell, they kept us waiting right up till deadline, literally <laughs> on 11 o'clock when we brought in Ian Wright's grandson. How old do you feel, Charles? <laughs> Ian Wright's grandson. Incredibly old. I felt, <laughs> I remember my dad feeling old when Sean White Phillips started playing. So now I know how he felt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. Nuts, it? Yeah, so DiMaggio Wright Phillips on loan from Stoke. Um, happy with that? With those two? Oh, more than happy with that. Yeah. I'll be honest. So it was a bit weird, wasn't it? Because it started the day, well, it started the night before, really, didn't it? On the Monday. Mm. Um, I think it was Gloucestershire Live or Gloucester Live, one oh, yeah, of these yeah. local sort of newspaper online things, um, ran a story linking us to uh, Matt Stevens yeah. from Forest Green. Obviously, you know, one of those players that we're going to be talking about in a bit as it happens. Um, and And we got... I wouldn't say necessarily excited about that as such, but we all kind of went, well, that's a name we know. That's a name that obviously did very well last year up until the fact that he got injured. And I was like, if he's if he's recovered from his injury, that's going to be a very, very good signing. Mm-hmm. But the more it went on, or the longer the day went on, it, it became more and more, or less and less obvious that that was going to actually happen. 
Yeah, and I think um, James Hennigan <laughs> tweeted out, didn't he, at one point, we, we've never yeah. been interested in Matt Stevens. I don't know where it's come from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What, what, it, it only takes a couple of like silly websites that are completely fake news to to get the wheels in motion, don't they? But, but that's it, it. It seems like it was never an option for us, which And then, yeah, and, and then we came out with the um, the, the young lad mm. from, from Ipswich, yeah. which is one of those, isn't it? Because he's not, not somebody that I've ever come across before whatsoever i was you know therefore having to go by the reports that we were seeing on social media etc you found a brilliant one i think which was a video was it of his time in finland yeah yeah that, that saved you know you know me and finnish football Charles, it's just that was in my <laughs> history that one you and you and, you and finnish footballs yeah yeah uh, <laughs> like two peas in a pod um <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, and he looked great, and I was like, "This is brilliant." And then we saw the picture, <laughs> didn't we, of him stood in front of the, you know, mm. the club badge that's on the inside of the tunnel, inside Sixfields, and I, yeah. you could see, I, 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 I bet Jamie Duncan, bless him, is the guy that took the photo, right? And if it's not, then obviously I apologise. But Jamie's not a small lad at all. I'd say his average height. Yeah, yeah. And yet it definitely looked like the photo was being taken from around about knee height of the new lad. <laughs> yeah, <really laughs> I was just like, wow, that's tall. <laughs> he, is, he is a certified giant. He's pretty huge. sure. Really um, is Was he 6'5", I think? I think so. Um, 6'5.5", I oh. believe, is his official stat. Um, oh. Amazingly so. Yeah. I mean, um, it's it, yeah. with, with him, it's the, the different option, isn't it, that, that's him. Um, something completely different to, to what Jean-Pierre Papin Apare is um, completely different to what Houghton is. Yeah, thankfully. Um, I, I mean, don't just, get me wrong. I'm not going to label him too soon as a target no. man, but just you know, it's hard when you've got a yeah, guy it, that's a BFG. It, it very um, much feels like you're one nil down. Get him on. Yeah, potentially. Kind of I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. Looking at his show reel, which of course we love, um, yeah. love a show reel. Um, I wouldn't say that he is a target man as such. He's, you know, I, I want to know how little... it's going to take for somebody to say, oh, he's got big feet for a big man. Or good big feet, feet for, for a big man. man. <laughs> 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 I love it when I mess things yeah. up like that. Yeah. Uh, good feet for a big man. How long is it going to take for somebody to say it? Yeah. Um, but yeah. But he, should be, uh, he should be fit pretty much. And he's had a full season away. of, of yeah. Finland football. So he should be straight in there. Well, not straight starting, but I would have thought he's, he's ready to go, which is which is one of the main things, I think, with with signings that we're looking at. It's it's about getting them in there straight away and getting them going. Because we had yeah. the case of Epia last season that he just took ages and ages to get ready to get into into full. <laughs> and even longer this year. <laughs> even longer this year, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's why I sort of think that the, that the Stevens thing would have been less good or less Careful. exciting for, for, for me, <laughs> from my point of view. I don't know how fit he is. That's all it is. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, um, I might be fine out because I later. stopped looking after a look. after we weren't we were clearly not interested. I stopped looking at him. Yeah, um, I took the poster off the wall and replaced <laughs> it with one of Ian Wright. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my my Tyree Simpson picture is now gone from my laptop screensaver. Though <laughs> it was mentioned a couple of times, I have to say. I've got a source that told me that we were actually interested. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that there was interest at some point, which is insane. <laughs> which I, I actually there. am slightly gutted about for two yeah. reasons. So first of all, gutted that it didn't happen, but also gutted <laughs> that we were actually interested because you were so excited about it and <laughs> so adamant that we should get him in. Get him in. <laughs> uh, but no, DiMaggio Wright-Phillips, I think this is, this is great. 
uh, just Amazing. quality. From what I mean, you can only sell a certain amount on show reels. But Stoke fans that have been talking to us or commenting on the post, they were pissed off because they were they were waiting for two signings to think of themselves. And so when they saw announcement coming, and then they announced someone departing, they were all completely pissed off. Um, which I think they got they got their two over the line. Who was reasons, it? But, who was it but, a few years ago? Which club was it that told people to stay away? Was it Leeds? Let's tell people on deadline day. Stay awake, we're not done yet. And then oh, they yeah, announced yeah. a departure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two departures, I think. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. But it's good. I, it, was, it was tense. Because I think by that point, at like 10 and half 10, we all knew the name. We'd all mm. Googled him. We'd all like looked him up on YouTube and stuff and got excited. And then we, we got to the point where it's getting closer and closer to the deadline. It was all in Stokes Court. Um, but happy to get that over the line, for sure. Oh, so, so I think that just takes it to a happy level rather than just reasonably satisfied level than that is. It was one of those for me where as soon as I heard, you know, the rumor of Ian Wright's grandson from Mm. Stoke, I was like, I know I've seen this lad getting raved about somewhere. And I presume it would have Mm. been like the highlight show on ITV. Mm -hmm. Um, And you go back, I think it was a year ago, January 2022, where he scored against Middlesbrough. I think that was this season, wasn't it? Was that this season? Well, I thought it it was this season. Maybe it was August. But um, I I just remember seeing it at the time on the highlights as it happened. And it it being, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not the greatest goal in the world by any stretch of the imagination. But it was the, you know, the furore about the fact that it's Ian Wright's Mm. grandson. He scored. And then Danny... He does the most amazing, oh, the, f- the flip, flipping, brilliant backflip, somersault thing. Wow, yeah. it's I been a while. Like, yes, it's been a while since we've had someone who does a flip. As a Scott McLeish, sure, yeah. surely that's the yeah, last time. flipper. Last flipper. Yeah, <laughs> didn't see Ishmael Di Montagna do anything. That way, where he flipped in a different way. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> flipped out. <laughs> but yes. Good, good times, good signings. I think um, very around, good signings. Time. The proof will be in that pudding. Of course. Bench this there. week, yeah. do you think? For yeah, the, I the think two so. Of them? I think bench for both yeah. of them. Bring them on. Bring them on later on. That'd Absolutely. be something exciting to, to look at. And um, something else exciting happening on Saturday: the Green Football Weekend. Initiative, Josh. You know I'm going to love mm-hmm. this. Uh, quite a few things taking place outside the stadium, um, and then half price parking for those with three or more people in the car. So get them all in. Get all your people in your cars. Pick some people up along the way. Get some half-priced parking. Uh, Vegan and gluten-free food options in the kiosks and recycling cups in operation. There you go. Yeah, it's going to be a a, a big weekend for green action. Yes. Across the Football League. So, yes, it's um, it's going to be good. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing people, you know, stopping halfway up you know, the road from, from the town centre, yeah. just, just basically going, oh, we've only got two. Yeah. Let's just wait Anyone? for some a pedestrian. Let <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me go yeah. to the football. Hop in, hop in. <laughs> Mate, do you want to live to the car park? I'm going the other way. <laughs> <laughs> just kidnap some Saints fans going the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I might just wander around the road just to see if anyone takes pity of me. I think um, Amazing. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> right, let's bring in our Wolves fan then. Uh, please welcome to the preview show from One Pod Beyond. It's none other than the returning guest, Tom Lyons. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, gentlemen. Good evening to you. Good, good evening. Evening. Um, busy old time for you as well, <laughs> given uh, the cup result of the weekend, the cup game at the weekend. Fourth round, obviously got edged out by Leicester. And then transfer deadline day as well. Another busy time. 
um, for you. Were you what was it like, sort of watching a game and having the the activity going on in the background as well? Were you kind of aware of what was happening, or were you just kind of solely focused on the game last night? To be honest, it was such a dreadful game. I was looking for anything <laughs> to take my mind off it. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, announcing. Um, I mean, they kind of announced it after the game that um, Flynn said he'd got one over the line, um, and so there was much speculation about who it might be. They said they were going to um, announce it in the morning, and then very quickly it sort of leaked that it was um, Matty Stevens from Forest Green, which of course means we've now signed both of Forest Green's strikers from last season. So it would appear our strategy for. Uh, the big playoff push is basically just getting Forest Green's <laughs> uh, promotion-winning team from last season um, in. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we can sign any more now, but uh, who knows if there are any free agents out there who used to play for Forest Green. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we'll be trying to sign them as well. So, uh, But 47 goals last season. I mean, you can't, you can't knock it really, can you? So um, yeah. we were pretty pleased with the signing of Matt. Um, I mean, our January... Um, business traditionally uh, has been woeful. Um, you know, we've brought in people you've never heard of from clubs you've never heard of, from leagues you've never heard of. Um, but, you know, to actually get a couple of players in this January kind of shows that we mean business under the new owners. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting time, I think. Mm. I, I'm very, very... Um, uh, it's one that I didn't realise at first that it was both, you know, Jamil, Matt and Stevens linking back up again. I don't know why. I think just because of the fact that there were a few days in between, maybe even a week in between the two signings. Yeah. Matt's played at least once for you now, hasn't he? Um, and scored? Did he score on his debut? No. Um, he, um, that was, his debut was actually last night. Okay. Um, because he was cup-tied for the Leicester game. So um, we actually brought him in, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, um, but yeah, cup tied for the um, the Leicester game. So made his debut, should have scored last night, but for a very good save from the Salford keeper. So um, yeah, in- encouraging signs. And um, he's a Warsaw lad as well, which is um, which is interesting. Um, grew up in the town um, and apparently what, his first ever game of football was uh, watching Warsaw. So um, somehow it didn't put him off becoming a professional footballer. <laughs> and, uh, you know... 20-odd years later, here he is uh, turning out for uh, the Mighty Saddles. Has he, has he told you who that game was against? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure um, he, he managed to remember that. There wasn't any sort of... Uh, it, it didn't. I, I don't get the feeling it turned him into a lifelong <laughs> Warsaw obsessive. I think he just sort of went along, probably, probably got taken along as part of a free, you know, Tickets for Local Schools initiative. Um, and then never went again. But um, no, he did. He, he he's on record as saying that his first ever game was at Warsaw. So uh, that's a nice little, uh, nice little bit of history, uh, you know, going in a circle. So, mm. so we should expect a chance of he's one of our own then come Saturday. Oh, he's definitely he's absolutely one of our own. There's uh, there's no question of that. <laughs> well, what's their fitness like? We we're talking about just briefly there, um, Matt and and Stevens, because I guess the. The issue is with with players who are. I know, I know Matt signed permanently, so it might be slightly different. He's probably been playing a little bit more, but Stevens, um, in particular, was that what nine months out with his injury? Um, do you expect him to go straight into the team, or is it is there kind of a an easing into it for him? Do you think? I, I mean, we've got a lot of players easing into it at the moment. Um, I, I think it's a pretty good time for you to play us, to be honest. 
Um, Connor Wilkinson um, made his sort of first start um, for you know a long time last night um, after a serious knee injury last season. Um, he he looks a bit off the pace, to be honest. Um, Liam Kinsella, um, probably our best and most consistent midfielder, is out injured for a month. We've replaced him with um, Jan Songo from Bradford, another player who hasn't really been playing a huge amount. Um, Matt hasn't been playing a huge amount, and of course Stevens um, is coming back from a serious injury as well. So, uh, um, you know, we're not going to see all of them um, on Saturday from the start. Um, but you know the players that we have brought in um, are a little bit off the pace, I would say. Um, Danny Johnson, of course, um, there was a, that huge Willy Wonty sort of saga. Um, Fifteen goals um, was absolutely brilliant for us in the first um, half of the season, and then um, Mansfield completely torpedoed any um, chance of us getting him simply to, you know, because they didn't want to let him go to a rival. He's only got six months on his contract. So, you know, they're, they're almost sort of cutting their nose off to spite their face. But I think the fact that they initially, we, up until the sort of last minute at the start of the season, um, he was coming on a, on a permanent deal. And then at the last minute, the chairman pulled the rug on it and um, turned it into a loan deal. So I personally never really thought he was going to come in permanently because if you were you know, keen enough to do that at the start, why would you then mm. sell him? after six months when he'd scored 15 goals. So it looks like Johnson's just going to go back to Mansfield Reserves, get the occasional outing from the bench and then go on a, a free at the end of the season, mm. um, which is disappointing. But to bring in Matt and Stevens, despite them not being quite ready to hit the, round, the ground running immediately, you know, has placated most fans in terms of, uh, you know, the Johnson saga. And we know there was nothing more we could have done. Mm. Um, they were, you know, they, they were happy to sell him to Colchester um, but Johnson didn't want to go to Colchester. He wanted to come to Warsaw, mm. and um, they didn't want to sell him to us. So that was that. Really, it's such a it's such a ridiculous and and saga is the right word for it, isn't it? Let's let's be honest about this because, as you say, when when we had the guys on or Craig specific, specifically on from uh, Mansell Matters, telling us everything. Exactly what you said, you know, the, it was their chairman has, has pulled the plug and then has decided that, well, I'll sell him, but not to Mansfield, uh, sorry, not to Walsall. And if we can't get the right deal or he doesn't want to go to the other clubs, then he'll just he'll just stay and we won't take anything when he leaves inevitably at the end of the season in June when his contract runs out. And I just, I can't help but feel sorry for the lad. And actually the fact that, you know, he, he he put this little message to the Walsall fans through his Twitter um, post last night. Um, and bear in mind, when you look at his Twitter, there's very little on there at all. The fact that he's actually then therefore taken the time to go and thank, you know, the Walsall fans for, you know, taking to him so well, obviously, during this spell there. But then to say, you know, look, you've been amazing as fans please get behind the staff and the lads for the rest of the season and I hope you have a strong finish. You know, there's nothing on that Twitter feed to Stags fans whatsoever. I, I can't help but feel for him as a as a human being mm. because he clearly wanted to be at Walsall. He was clearly enjoying his football with you, scoring lots of goals for you, and now basically he's not allowed to do what he enjoys. I agree with that up to a point. Um, in terms of Johnson's own position, um, he 
according to Nigel Clough, um, made it clear that he wouldn't sign a contract with anyone for more than six months. So he has kind of almost made it slightly difficult for Walsall. If Walsall, you know, had wanted to sign him on a two and a half year deal, then paying a fee for him makes much more sense. And maybe they would have gone, you know, the extra mile, um, even if Mansfield, you know, were asking silly money. Um, he kind of ruled himself out of that by saying that he would only sign a six-month deal, according to Nigel Clough. So if that's true, then that, in fact, made it more difficult for him. It's in his own interest because now, at the end of the season, he's a free agent. He can say to any club, well, you're not paying the fee you would have had to pay. Stick that on my wages. You know, it's a better negotiating point for him. So I don't feel, you know, so sorry for him in the way that you're saying, Charles, in that there is a you know, in a way, he has engineered this to his own advantage as well. So, yeah, but, you know, it's a short career. He needs to get the most money out of it. Good luck to him. Maybe we'll sign him in the summer. You never know. Mm. Is there a, a danger with, not danger, but with bringing in the likes of Matt and Stevens and stuff, with with how Johnson's been playing, he's, he's right up to date with the system. He knows how the players play, the system works. With Matt and with Stevens, they got a lot of supply from the wings last year last season a lot of stuff going into the box uh, I don't see massive amounts of that from you so far is there is there a kind of a danger that it takes a while for them to to get that supply and to get that kind of rhythm with the players going do you think yeah absolutely Michael Flynn said it last night you know in the game against Salford we've got Jamil Matt up front and we didn't put a single cross into the mm. box you know um, Flynn knows that it depends on that it's probably one of the reasons why he bought um, Robbie Wilmot in from um, Newport again, who has played with Matt, who Flynn knows, and is you know one of the best crossers of the ball um, in the lower division. So um, he's probably not you know one of those wing backs who's going to get up and down all day, but he will put great balls into the box, especially from set pieces. And we have been very very strong from set pieces this season, probably the best team in League Two in terms of goal return from set pieces. So. Um, yes, um, it's going to take us a, a bit of time to sort of um, get them up to speed. But Flynn clearly knows what we need to do. And I think it's interesting because we are now effectively going to start playing a completely different style of football to the one we played in the first half of the season. You know, we, we were direct in the first half of the season, but we didn't play with a big man. Um, it was balls into the channel. It was the wing backs getting forward. Um, there wasn't really a hold up man. And I think... Um, in, in certain games, we have been missing that. So maybe with Matt, um, the style will change. Um, Stevens can potentially still fill the Johnson goal scorer role, um, but picking up the pieces from Matt, which you know Johnson didn't really have to feed off for the first um, half of the season. Most of his goals were you know created himself. Mm. Good stuff. We're going to take a quick break there and uh, listen to these ads and then come back in a couple of minutes. We'll see you on the other side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back and still here with Charles and with Tom Lyons from One Pod Beyond. Uh, Tom, let's take things to on the pitch matters. Now, back in October, you beat us 1-0 at your place. I think that was your first win in about 10 games at the time, which is typical for us. Um, but your season seemed to completely turn on that result. It did. Um, I mean, we, we, we'd been on a 12-game, uh, 12 games without a win. 12 games. Um, yeah. Up until... <laughs> Uh, that point, I think, um, and then yeah, the the Northampton game um, really saw us t- turn a corner, and I think we won nine out of the next thirteen, mm. lost one of those. Um, so yeah, it's been a season of two quarters so far. You know, we're halfway through. Um, the first quarter was pretty average, to be honest, and fans were a little bit worried during that um, you know winless run that we went through. But the second quarter, you know, was just fantastic. Everything seemed to click. We had really good wins against you know some of the top teams in the division. Um, everything started to, you know, seemed to be going really well. It was a settled team. Um, we were scoring goals. We weren't conceding many, um, which is why it's a little bit worrying that, um, you know, at the halfway stage, we've lost a couple of our best players. So obviously Johnson's gone back to Mansfield. Liam Bennett, who was absolutely fantastic at right wing back, has gone back to Cambridge. Um, we've had injuries to important players. So people like um, Liam Kinsella, so, yeah, it has a feeling at the moment it's a bit of a turning point. And um, like I say, I think it's probably a good time to play us because, um, you know, Flynn's got work to do to sort of uh, get us going again, I think. So what did a lot change? Because I know when we spoke to you before, everything, all of your defeats were quite tight. It was like the two ones, the one nils. It was everything was quite tight. So I think at the time we were thinking, you know, it will only take a couple of results to get you going again. But did anything like really noticeably changed after that? Because you you've only lost what three times since that, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's been incredibly tight all season. We've only lost um, in the league. We've only lost one game by more than one goal. Um, that was to Stockport at, mm. at home. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's been, it's been fine margins really. And I think it was just, you know, Flynn having the time to um, drill into his players what he wanted from them. You know, Flynn plays a certain way um, and expects, you know, his players to play a certain way. And I think they were just kind of getting used to it and eventually it clicked. And when it did click, you know, we went on a fantastic run. As, uh, and as we all know, in League Two, if you can go on one of those runs, you're going to put yourself in the mix. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm hoping we can sort of get into the groove again. But... Um, with a, a bit of a, a turnover of players, um, it um, you know remains to be seen whether we can get into that same sort of form again because there are a few players who are trying to learn their their roles in this team. Mm, obviously, the um, FA Cup run helps as well with that momentum. I'm guessing um, beat Wickham. What a result that was away at Wickham, beating Carlisle and Stockport before the one nil defeat at Leicester, which is obviously no no shame in that. The weekend, I thought he put up a really good fight, battled hard typical Flynn performance but how much has that run helped you in terms of because you, you can sometimes see teams kind of drop off don't you with with a cup run but you seem to have just built the momentum through league and cup yeah I think it's certainly helped in terms of um spirit um I mean the, the win at Stockport is probably my favorite performance of the season so far I mean they were absolutely flying at the time they'd beaten us 2-0 at home um, the week before and and looked a really really good team um and we went there and, and we were much the better team. Um, Paddy Madden equalised with about three minutes to go and we all thought, okay, fair enough. We'll take a replay, backs to the wall. 
Um, we're going to have to soak up some pressure now. And it was completely the opposite. We just went after them. Flynn clearly thought, I don't fancy a, a replay. I'm going to go for it. We got a 95th minute pe- penalty, Andy Williams, um, and um, he stuck it away comfortably. So, um, yeah, it was great to get that reward against a, a Premier League team in Leicester. Annoying to lose to a sort of heavily deflected goal. Um, I mean, Leicester deserved to win on the balance of play, but it was one of those ones you could have seen us just nicking potentially, but um, it wasn't to be. But yeah, I mean, the cup runs helped financially, obviously. Um, it's helped in terms of that, that togetherness and team spirit, but we are basically going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday for the majority of the rest of the season. And I don't think that's going to help us given the injuries we've already had. Mm. How is um, Williams doing for you? He's, uh, when I was watching him on Saturday, I completely forgot he'd gone to you. But when he had that, he had that volley, didn't he? Out, out, completely out of nowhere. That I thought, oh god! Yeah. You know, when you're watching a team when you've got a, a player that you really liked in it, I was like, I really wish that had just gone into the top corner because I loved Willow when he was here. I thought it was a great player. Yeah, he's been doing great. I mean, you know what you're going to get with him. He's just a, a, an honest professional. Um, I mean, Flynn was on record after the Stockport game saying, you know, he's paid for his contract with that penalty win. Uh, sorry, that penalty that, that he scored um, in the 95th minute. Um, and he was absolutely, you know, ice cool to, to put that away. Um, and he's got that, you know, pedigree and, and experience to to be able to do that. Beyond that, you know, he's had quite a quiet season. It's been another bitty season. He's not really started many games, but he has come on um, and had an influence from, from the bench. So, um, so yeah, he's, he's an important part of the squad, particularly with the younger players, I think, probably. Mm. Um so looking at the rest of the season then, you're, what, you're five points off seventh with two games in hand. Obviously, the Saturday-Tuesday thing is going to impact things quite a lot. But as as a fan base, as a Wolves or fan base, are you basically thinking playoffs it should be at the minute? Or is it still a rebuilding season with the new owners and everything like that? Yeah, I, I think um, we've got I think we've got, we've got a run of um, four or five games now where we're playing you know, a lot of the top teams. We've got yourselves, um, we've got Orient um, and we've got uh, Swindon as well. Um, After that, it becomes a little bit easier. So I think we're going to have a much better idea once we've played, um, you know, this run of of games against, I think we're playing four of the top six. Um, So it's a a tough old run. Uh, I'd maybe say ask ask us after that um, whether we still fancy it because, yeah, I I think... You know, without the Danny Johnson thing, um, I think we'd be a lot more positive. Um, but after last night's game against Salford, which was pretty poor, albeit on an appalling pitch, um, <laughs> on a really windy night um, in, you know, that horrible Tim Pot Stadium, um, it was not, you know, it was not a great performance. And I think it's knocked, as well as the Leicester game, I think it's knocked the wind out of our sails a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's no reason why, you know, it's, it's a Michael Flynn team. There's no reason why he can't get them up for, for the rest of the season, no matter what the potential, especially if the Matt Stevens partnership, um, does what it potentially can. Do do you think that two questions here, Tom, sorry. So first of all, that partnership, just going back to it, will Walsall, Walsall fans give them time to reconnect essentially? So give them a few games or will there be a potential if they don't hit the ground running that, that maybe not necessarily getting on their backs, but, you know, social media starts being a bit more negative and, oh, it's not working. We were expecting excitement. and You know, as you said before, it's last season's title winning strike duo 
that have gone to you. Um, and, and then the, the the other question was really talking about you feeling like it's maybe knocked the winds out of your sails the last two matches. Did you maybe expect last night for a few more players to have been rested, or or is that not really an option at the moment for for Flynn with the squad that you've got available? Yeah, I, I, I don't think resting players is an option at, at this stage of the season. To be honest, um, you know it, it's um, it's not a small squad, but it is a squad where we've got quite a few people um, out injured. I mean, Josh Labadee hasn't featured all season. Um, Joe Riley, we signed from Carlisle. Um, there were big expectations for him. He hasn't kicked a ball all season. I think Flynn said it was something like a, a fifth of our budget, Wilkinson as well, a fifth of our budget has been tied up this season in injured players. Um, so I don't think the squad is big enough to, um, to to start resting players. And I think if Flynn did start resting players, um, you know, I, I think fans might get, a little bit restless. I think rotation is fine, um, but it needs to be, you know, um, the right players in the right positions. Um, in terms of um, the other question on um, Matt and Stevens, will people give them time? Um, I think they will. I mean, you know, the, it's not like these are two untried kids who are, you know, mm. coming in on loan from, you know, a championship side or whatever. Um, and, you know, people are immediately questioning why have you brought in these you know two players um they people understand the pedigree um and and the the reason for bringing them in um their track record you know only last season you know this isn't three or four seasons ago this is last season um 48 goals between them 47 goals i think between them um is a fantastic return and uh, you know I'm hoping Flynn can get the best out of them. I, I see no reason why he shouldn't, really. And I think people are probably, you know, happy to give them time in the short term anyway. Yeah, so when um, Dwight York and Andy Cole went to Blackburn at the same time. Oh, I'd forgotten like, about that. You know, and they've still got that little bit of telepathy between them. Slightly different <laughs> situation. That's the only one I can think of that where there's two strikers who have gone to the, to the same club again. But... Um, no, they they must have some sort of kind of good friendship and things off the pitch that that it just works and it clicks. So, you know, hopefully it starts after Saturday though <laughs> for you, um, Tom. I want to quickly pick you up on the on the pitch situation at Salford because we had the same issues at Salford. We went there and obviously live in front of the nation as well. We th- we we decided to go and <laughs> don't remind and us. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but put in a, a dreadful performance on that pitch. Some of our players were saying it was the worst pitch they've ever played on. Um, for you, when you come to Sixfields on Saturday, you'll probably you know you, you will get a definitely a different experience. Is that going to help you? Do you think on the on the uh, the glorious turf of Sixfields? It should do. I mean, um, Flynn um, said after the game last night that um, you know it had uh, the conditions had turned it into a game where we had to you know uh, play the percentages, which effectively meant. Um, hitting it forward as quickly and as often as possible. And it, it was horrific to watch. I'm hoping um, with a better pitch on Saturday, um, we'll be able to utilise our, our wing-backs a little more, um, get the sort of number 10 into the game. Interestingly, Tom Knowles played in the number 10 position last night, and I don't think it's his best position, to be honest. Um, I mean, he's also, bizarrely, he's also our long throw expert, um, and he has got a really good long throw on him, mm. which is 
quite weird for a number 10. You expect long throw merchants to be fullbacks or, you know, Ben Tozer types. But, um, yeah, he's a sort of uh, quick, um, skillful number 10 who also has a massive throw for some reason. So it's a bit um, like Mitch Pinnock for us, really, because, I mean, he's yeah. a – I mean, he's not really – I wouldn't call him a winger, but he's a wide player who's a tricky number 11. And yet he's got a long throw on him. It's weird. I, I agree maybe, with you. Strange. Maybe, long throws yeah. all over the place and so <laughs> Get them all in from all angles. Place your bets. <laughs> Method of scoring. Bet responsibly, kids. <laughs> um, Tom, just to finish, Ben Boycott, your chairman. Uh, By the way, that is the best name ever. Ben, that's ben a great Boycott name. I mean, in charge when... at the best stop. <laughs> Brilliant. Also, when, when you want to show your anger at him, it's just easy, isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. He seems like really invested, saying all the right things. Like after yesterday, he released a statement straight away, didn't he, to talk about what happened with Danny Johnson, all that kind of thing. I love how he starts his statements with friends. Enjoyable. Yes. I like that. Yes. It's just these little these little things, and he, he seems to really connect it to your fan base. Yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? I mean, um, we've spent a lot of time on One Pod Beyond talking about their motives. Um, I mean, why do um, an American investment group um, buy into, you know, um, the least fashionable football club in the West Midlands? Um, <laughs> we we kind of came to the conclusion that maybe there is a sort of uh, philanthropic element to it. I mean, um, they're doing a bit of digging. They're all from a sort of uh, Christian background, um, which chimes in with sort of you know you picked him up on using the word friends. There is a mm. sort of yeah, yeah. Southern Baptist minister vibe to them, even though Boycott himself is from Canada. Um, the rest of them are all from the sort of Southern United States. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're an interesting bunch. You know, let's make no bones about it. They are an investment fund. They will want a return on their investment. We'll probably have to wait till the next set of results to see. Um, you know, what form that's going to take. Are they going to take management fees out? You know, are they going to sort of um, funnel their investment out somehow, some other way? Um, We're not entirely sure yet. But at the moment, it seems like a project that they've sort of totally bought into. And in terms of um, putting their money where their mouth is, they said um, they wanted to purchase the freehold for the Beskett Stadium within two years. They did it within six months. Mm. Um, they said they wanted to revitalise the Saddlers Club. That work is already underway. There's rumours it's going to be the home of a new sort of um, sort of uh, American microbrewery are going to open their first sort of premises. So for visiting fans, that's going to be pretty exciting. You know, there's going to be a presumably a rodeo machine in the corner of the bar and, uh, you know, everyone wearing Stetsons. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, yes. just be, love it. Sign just, me up. just underneath the M6. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very promising. But look, you know, after 30 years of, of the same bloke, um, the last sort of uh, five or six of which were, you know, just stagnating horribly, um, it's just exciting to have someone different, to be honest, someone who communicates with the fans and who, for the moment at least, seems to have the best interests of the club at heart. That's great stuff. Um, lovely old job. Thanks for joining us. And we're going to make some predictions before we go. Uh, Charles, Saturday... Six fields. Mm. You'll be on squad goals at the time, I believe. I will. Time, yeah, I'll trying be to presenting trying to live ex- to the nation. Trying to keep your excitement down <laughs> when uh, Sam Hoskins scores a bicycle kick off the underside oh, of the bar. That scorpion kick. Scorpion, scorpion kick. kick. Yeah. 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 Um, what are you going for this one, Charles? 
Uh, well, it's a green football weekend, as we said earlier on in the pod. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you're going to be getting a flight to London? To... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I am not. Um, as a as a a very big player in in the Planet League last season, <laughs> I haven't really managed to do much of it this season. Sorry, Damon. Uh, anyway. Um, I would never do such a thing, Danny. No, my, my prediction for Green Football Weekend is um, Richard Green is going to come out of retirement. <laughs> oh yes, uh, oh, yes. He's he's going to don. He's going to he's going to he's basically going to come to Sixfields. He's going to be announced to the crowd. He's going to wave and then Superman in a telephone box uh, style rip open his shirt to reveal a cobbler's shirt shorts the whole john terry get up and he's going to take to the field and he's going to kick off um the match um mm. and from kickoff we'll, we'll score a goal and uh we'll the cobblers will win two nil oh well it's there's the richard green derby of course indeed uh, so that, that's a bold prediction <laughs> tom you're going to be so bold with yours or <laughs> who else I'd, I'd Byfield, to... darren byfield coming down oh no <laughs> I, I, I would love that to happen uh <laughs> presumably richard green wouldn't be registered to play for you so you'd forfeit the match and be uh <laughs> fined huge amounts of money and oh, we'd be see, awarded the game richard um, green has never been deregistered <laughs> i I love Richard Green. Richard Green, of course, um, a member of our 98-99 promotion winning squad from from the old, uh, whatever it was then, third division to second division, second division to first division. Anyway, um, yeah, I I liked him a lot. 30 grand, I think we paid for him. And he was the only player we paid a fee for that season um, under Ray Graydon. Um, I'm going to go for uh, one all. I can never bring myself to predict us losing. Um, like I say, I think it's a really good time for you to play us, um, but I think we can probably scrape a 1-1 one, one out of it. Mm. Despite you saying it's a really good time for you to play us about three times already, Tom, <laughs> that fills me with trepidation straight away. But I think I'm still going to go for us to edge it 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. I'm going to go for one of the new boys to come on. I think Giant is going to come on. Teti Yangi is going to come on. Okay. 80, 83rd minute header from a corner. Oh, a long throw, maybe a long throw from Pinnock. You see, I think I think DiMaggio is going to come on for the last, like, he's going to come on for a cameo, cameo for the last sort of, it'll be the last five minutes or so of normal time. So we'll probably end up playing for, you know, 10, maybe even close to 15 minutes with the way that <laughs> injury time has been going lately. Um <laughs> And he will. Do you know? I, I know we've not said this at all, but if you you've watched the show real, Danny, yes, yeah, 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 with Dimaggio, yeah. I think he's got a little bit of the John Hodge about him. Oh, blimey! Careful. Just, I, 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 <laughs> honestly, the way that he was taking on plays, he's obviously a little bit more diminutive than a lot mm. of the uh, players that he was coming up against in the championship when he was playing for Stoke. But yeah, I, I, I've got visions of John Hodge against um, anyone that, that John Hodge played against for us also. <laughs> up circa 2000. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think he might score. Okay, let's go for it. It should be entertaining either way. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for joining us. Now is your big chance to plug your podcast. Where can we find it? Uh, One Pod Beyond is on all your uh, normal channels. Um, and uh, I'm fresh off the back of about five or six appearances um, in various media outlets, 
um, thanks to the Leicester um, game, um, <laughs> BBC, TalkSport, Leicester Fan TV. So I'm looking forward to now uh, gently retiring into obscurity again. Um, <laughs> Well, you've come on the right pod to do that. <laughs> so, uh, Charles, thank you, as always. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back with all our thoughts on this one on Tuesday. We'll see you then. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.